Welcome to Fargo Talks Fargo, an unofficial podcast on the FX television show. Fargo Talks Fargo is hosted by me, Bill Lempe, and my buddy Sharpie. Sponsors for this season of Fargo Talks Fargo are TAG, celebrating Fargo and the Midwest community through t-shirts, art, and graphics. For more information, visit tagfargo.com. And Fargo Brewing Company's Wood Chipper India Pale Ale with its bold hop flavor and velvety body. Grab a pint or visit them online at fargobrewing.com. All right, here we are, Fargo Episode 9, A Fox, A Rabbit, and a Cabbage. And uh, Sharpie and I had a little bit of a slow night on the hot dish last night, so we apologize for our <laughs> lackadaisicalness. Lackadaisicalness? I can never say that word right. No, Who cares? You can't. Fuck it. There we you are. You always have problems with that word. That <sighs> one word. Me talk pretty one day. But um, we're really excited to have some guests back on our show that we already had on once this year. And uh, a couple of the gals that run the FX Fargo Tumblr. Uh, Carmela hey and Mia are back again because we hey. need we need smart Hi. people. <laughs> we need to pepper in some people who know more than we do. That's how we do it. Yep. That makes us look good. We just surround ourselves <laughs> with better looking, smarter people than we are. It's the way to do it. That is our favor to the Fargo Talks Fargo listeners. Is we just we bring everybody all the smart insight that we can't come mm-hmm. up with. That we can't come up <laughs> where we are lacking, we will find a guest. Yep. Who can combine their powers to make us seem better. So how are things uh, with you ladies? Pretty good. Yep, great. And you and uh I have to say uh the dentist opening this week was really enjoyable for me mostly because I geeked out. I had to look it up. It's the Yodel Boogie by Wiley in the Wild West. <laughs> and the guy who sings that, I shit you not, is the guy who sing the Yahoo Yodel. Like from Yahoo. Oh, really? That, yep. He's the guy who sang the Yahoo. <laughs> that's the guy. Nice sleuth work there. Boom. Well, and that's the end of my sleuth work. Everything I say from here on out will suck. <laughs> so keep listening, I guess. <laughs> no. Yeah. That's what we got. All right. Let's get down to it. Do it. Oh, me? Yeah, I'm letting you do that. You do it. I'm sipping, okay. on, I'm sipping this beer right now. So, uh, Lorne Malvo has uh, obviously assumed a new identity, um, and this is to, I, I guess, I guess he's still employed by somebody. Um, uh, might be freelancing. So, yeah, so maybe he's just, uh, he, that's probably it, he's probably freelancing, or he's just, you know, entertaining himself, but he's assumed a new identity as a dentist, aces, Um <laughs> I didn't ever catch his name. Was it McMike or Mike or? It was Mike it was something. McMike. Was yeah. it? Mikey was that Mike? like was a Mc... nickname? McMike and Birdie Bert. <laughs> I love the Birdie Bert. Birdie Bert. Birdie Bert. Oh. Mia, what did you think when you realized? Did you did you think like right away that you're like, oh my god, it's Lauren? Yeah, I recognized his voice yeah. when he was talking, but it was. I don't understand if he like actually. Was a qualified dentist. He was like actually being a dentist. He's a pretty dedicated person to whatever craft it is he's doing. Yeah. For for a man who likes to murder people, he sure had a, quite a bit of care and technique with uh, that gentleman's tooth. Uh huh. So I immediately assumed that Bertie Bert was going to be the hit, but we kind of find out differently a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you notice that? Um, 
because we can we can kind of move past the Dennis thing. I don't think it's that important. It it just sets the scene for what we eventually find. Um, did you notice that all the artwork in um in his house was like all forest and tree stuff? I kept thinking, oh, he's making a home for a wolf. Oh yeah. <laughs> if you play it back, I mean, like all the paintings on the walls are trees, with the exception of the one just red den where he sits and listens to tapes like a fucking creep. <laughs> his house is is almost like late eighties, early nineties decor. <laughs> the man it has. Have, oh, go ahead, Mia. It might have to do with the um, predators can see. Oh yeah, the moth shades are. Or like you can see the moth shades of green because of predators thing. So he close. He cloaks himself in red. Mm-hmm. He's creepy. Did anyone did I, I read this, so I'm not taking credit for figuring this out, but did anyone catch the uh when Steven Root's character comes in and uh says uh I can't remember exactly what he says, but he says Frendo. That, yes. uh, that's from uh that's from No Country for Old Men. Yeah, when he's talking about how they're gonna tie one off. <laughs> they're gonna tie one off. <laughs> gonna tie one off tonight, Frendo. Oh yeah. It's gonna be a big, big night and they put the beans in the bean salad or whatever the fuck it is into the oven. <laughs> He's so domestic, and I know Sharpie talked about this last night, and I think that was the most jarring thing after you realize he was the dentist. Even in his conversation uh, with the guy, and he was like talking about the sleep deprivation and becoming an animal, and he's like, oh, that's a bear. And his, his in, it's like one haircut changed a man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's just freaking me out. The animal mm-hmm. references are relevant later on. He flew. Oh, and the conversation can, he has with Lorne. Yeah, how can they? That's the thing. There's just these constant little nuggets and like breadcrumbs dropped along the way by Lorne. By Lorne. By Noah Hawley. But I don't know. I still don't know what to make of him listening to the tape. I, I, had, I had to wonder who it was on the phone that he was taping, the, the guy that killed himself. Yeah. Yeah, sh- I don't. I thought it was blackmail initially, but then I don't. But with the guy killing himself, I don't know how that would be blackmail. It was just almost like he set so many something in motion on that guy that just mm-hmm. put him in a dead end with no way out. And it's like yeah. you can either it go seemed to, similar to Lester. Yeah, like very, very yeah. much so. Uh-huh. Foreshadowing, maybe. I didn't, mm-hmm. Oh, maybe. Lester is way too much of a pussy to kill himself. <laughs> you know what I mean? He really? Well, we can't. We'll talk about how much uh. of a pussy Lester is later. <laughs> Slowly, so, slowly going from a lovable man to get, getting his just just stuff that he deserves from being abused from his wife to be realizing that he's an absolute ass clown of a human being. Two dead wives in one year. Oh. Yeah, Spoiler yeah. alert! If you're listening to this, so sorry. <laughs> Bruce Willis is dead the whole time. <laughs> but we eventually get back to Vegas. Yeah. So we learn. Um, yeah, we learn through that little conversation as they were tying one off over bean dip and dessert wine uh that the hit is that that lauren's next hit is actually birdie Bert's brother who's in witness protection which leads them to vegas because he's birdie Bert. i mean he can't he's already he's known lauren for what six, six months, months maybe and he's already introducing him to his brother in witness protection yeah but new and, new lauren is incredibly personable Right. I mean, he even uh, lets his, he evidently lets his future wife put 
her thumb in his ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I loved how Lauren didn't really have to sort of egg on Bert to introduce him to hang out with his brother. He, like Bert just kind of did it himself. All Lauren there was a a beautiful little moment there where it was like two seconds long, and Bert was kind of if that's his name, <laughs> kind of thinking about whether or not he should let Lauren be introduced to his brother, and Lauren just, like, looks at him, and he just stares at him, and he's like, ah, fuck it, let's just do it, let's go to Vegas. Mm-hmm. Make things happen. I love you, buddy. Those two are just, they're two peas in a pod already, because he talks about how the office was boring before him. It was dull. Mm-hmm. It was just like the, uh, you know, it was also like that taped phone conversation. Lauren didn't have to do anything. Bert just kind of gave it all up. Yeah. That seems to be a theme throughout the show, actually, that with both Lester and Lorne, they don't have to do too much. Yeah, especially with Lorne. He kind of like, you know, you lead a horse to water. Yeah. Kind, yeah. kind of bit. Um, I really did like the whole just when he just, he's like so in that character that we were ta- I was talking about. And then he just for one minute turns as he's getting out of that chair and just goes, walk away. <laughs> yeah. To and, and I was like. I was like, yeah, Lester, you're going to put your tail between your legs. You're done. I couldn't believe that he didn't. Did you Did you point. imagine you would see him jam his hand in that? I mean, obviously the way it was shot, you knew it was going to come. But prior to that, I was like, oh, well, I wonder what it And then, yeah. Mm-hmm. When he got in the elevator, what were you thinking? Well, I... <laughs> you idiot. They, they, they showed that part in the trailer. Yeah. So. Well, see, okay, so you got to remember, Sharpie and I don't watch those. Oh, you don't? Yeah. Nope. We've never watched uh, Next Week on. We yeah. kind of stopped watching trailers um, after the like the first episode aired because we just oh, really? I didn't I didn't want to like ha- I didn't want to like start no, analyzing because they they cut those things together very cleverly to make you be like wait what so mm-hmm. we just leave those alone. So I guess you knew it was going to happen though. Yeah. Well, I knew he was going to follow him, and then they had the bit in the trailer where he's. Uh, where he asks yes or no, and then they like cut that with the mm. from the first episode. Yeah, when he asks mm. the same thing, and at that point, I thought Lester was gonna say yes, like to like prove he's a big man now or whatever. Oh yeah, he's definitely he's puffed up in his Bill Blass yeah. suit. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. Bill Blass. Bill Blass. Bill Blass. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's kind of funny seeing him that way, though. Where you know he's like. He's almost cool, but not quite. It's like, I get I get it, dude. You got a Pottery Barn catalog at your house, and you order shit now. But <laughs> um, but yeah, that... that oh, okay, can I back up one second? Just because I have, I have a total childhood thing going on here. Because when uh, Lauren is telling that... Um, the joke about the Novocaine, uh-huh. I, I, I really want to be able to find out if... Uh, Noah was a fan of Bill Cosby because Bill Cosby had a video that I used to watch with my family. We rented this multiple times. It's called Bill Cosby Himself, and he has a scene in there about dentists, and I have to play this. So listen to this and just start thinking about the scene, the, the joke Lauren was telling. So I can't tell if it's Noah writing it in there or just the interesting idea that Lauren was a Bill Cosby fan. Here, here. <laughs> so, so I'm going to play this. This is Bill Cosby talking about dentists. Mm-hmm. Oh, shoot. So the dentist comes back, you want to talk to him. So you you say, I be with Lemon I beg your pardon? I be scared. I be 
So anyway, sorry, that's really loud. <laughs> but it, but either way, it was that same like Lauren was doing the Eddie, Eddie, Eddie. I was just like, holy shit, Lauren's a Bill Cosby fan. <laughs> he's he's got a little tiny, little funny in his heart, but no big deal. Just just a little bit, not a lot. I thought he said he didn't watch TV. No. <laughs> Well, why when you've got such interesting tapes to listen to? <laughs> but I guess we should we should probably get to a real clip here because uh, Mia got right to the point that I was uh, I really liked that it was um, to me we're almost at the end and this is this time Lauren is asking Lester a question again and last time Lester was just unable to say yes or no and yeah, uh, he just walked away. Yeah, and so here's here's what happens. Is this what you want? I, hey, Mike. Lighten up, huh? Lester, is this what you want? Yes or no? Yes. Just totally brutal. <laughs> and then like, hey, <laughs> yeah. let's just real quick, let's peek out of the elevator. Uh-huh. I, I loved how that ended. Uh, that's on you. Like, I didn't want to do that, but you said yes. What did you think uh, Lester thought was going to happen? Like, in answering yes. Oh, shit. I, don't I think was wondering he... that, too. Um, oh, you don't, I was you don't have about... a speculation on that? You don't? Well, well when, he, when he asked, you know, is this what you want? You, I wondered what he was actually asking. Like, yeah, I like. I feel like Lester just said yes as a matter of principle because last time he wasn't right. brave enough to. You know, that's what I think too. When, but, but I think everybody kind of knows what the answer is. What he's like referring to. I mean, yes means like you're bringing on the wrath of Lauren Malvo, and I think I don't think Lester. I, I mean, I don't think he doesn't believe that. It, but he does still answer yes, like you say, out of principle. Do you think it's a matter? Do you think it is a matter of him almost? You know, now that you guys are talking about this, and I'm thinking, uh, I also wonder if it's a matter of him thinking about: Do you really want to be honest about who both of us are? Do you want to really talk about this? Like, oh, let's yeah. just let's just we'll uh. we'll drop the veil, and I'll be like, yeah, I'm fucking Satan, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and and you're somebody I am I have tempted. And, and I'm I'm pulling your strings, and you don't even know it. And I've turned you into a pile of shit mm-hmm. because it, because you're a super prideful person in a bad way. Yeah. Let's just talk about that. And when you do that, here's what happens: you hurt people, asshole. <laughs> God, well, I just don't in- know. <laughs> it was just interesting. I just wondered it as well in terms of why Lorn did that and. Clearly, Lester had blown his cover. Like yeah, he, once, as soon yeah. as he acknowledged and went, 
Yelester and then the guy's like, oh, so you know him. I reckon it's because he blew his cover. But whether he was asking Lester that in terms of that, that he was going to kill them, mm-hmm. I don't I don't really know if that's what he was inferring. Yeah. Because who- as you said, it's about different stuff and clearly they had different understandings of what what was happening in that conversation. <laughs> It yeah. just it just also goes to show like the the you know the brass balls on Lauren so you know to throw away a hundred thousand mm. dollars in a bounty to to do that to Lester. Uh-huh. And is it a matter of he didn't care about and like I don't think he huh? care, I don't really think he cares about the money either is the point. No, he definitely doesn't. He just he, he is a predator. Picks. Yeah. yeah. Well he's a serial killer. I mean, mm-hmm. that's it. He's a serial he's killer. He's a glorified who, serial killer, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's he's no Dexter, but mm-hmm. definitely almost as meticulous. He's just dirty about it. He doesn't bring plastic wrap with him. I just, what I struggle with in this section of the, this part of the episode is just, I, I don't understand, uh, regardless of even that question, what Lester was trying to get out of interacting with Lauren Malvo at all. Yeah, I was actually thinking about that. I thought it was just like, Lester has so clearly been, like, lying and being dishonest for, like, a whole year now. Even just in his, in his like, interactions with his wife and everything. He's just being really, like, phony. So nice. And this is the one person who knows who he is. Or, like, knows what he's done. I feel like yeah. he's gotten to a point, though, where he, he's, he's kind of, he's proud of it, but has no one to share it with. Yeah, exactly. And because he's so prideful, Validation. he's like, I need to share... I need to share it that I'm a big shit now with somebody else. Look, I just I won a very prestigious award. I, yeah, I, got, yeah. I got a Bill Blast suit, and he's like, I'm scared shitless, but at the same time, this is the only person I can tell this to. Uh huh. He wanted validation. Oh, absolutely. Anything else? Yeah. 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 yeah he and changed was- because of Lauren, so he wanted to show Lauren how much he had changed. Because the only person I think who gives him any validation is probably Linda. His brother, uh-huh. he can't get it from his brother anymore. <laughs> he, his his family, you know, and I'm God only knows what Kitty and Gordo are up to. They've probably moved oh. somewhere close to a federal penitentiary. Mm-hmm. Um, I just have to say a quick note about the music. Um, right after this, and I was gonna I was gonna play it, but uh, you know the the part where uh, Lauren's yelling "shit, Lester," and "see you later," and "see you soon." There's a great part where the um the music just does a little ding. And it's just yeah. so awesome. I mean, it's just uh, okay. Fuck it, I'm playing it. See you soon. <laughs> I love that it comes to like that such such a huge grow, and then just down to like this tiny. Ding. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I love that. It's been Sorry, great. I love- no, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. I was going to I was just going to say before that like I laughed so much at Lester hitting one over the head with his award <laughs> yeah. and doing it badly. It it played into <laughs> what we were talking about around the three stooges thing again. That <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> he was just like he couldn't even hit him properly over the head with an award. Like the uh, thing is like heavy, I'm sure. And Lester clearly was not thinking that move through at all either to hit a hitman like gently over the head. I can't imagine he's a, a, a particularly muscular fellow. And I mean, I know you're all fans of Martin, but I mean, come on. He's a hobbit. <laughs> I, 
I, I, you know what? Uh, Sharpie and I have seen a few of those awards. Not for ourselves. Our friends win them. Uh-huh. Um, they're made out of like basically like plasticky glass. Oh. So, acrylic. Uh, acrylic. Really it's called it. acrylic. A lot of those are, and they're not particularly. Um, Didn't do much harm. No, they're 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 about half the weight of glass. So if it was acrylic, and uh, and I think and, yeah, but you never know. He is salesman of the year. Yeah, it could have hit him harder. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that Bill Blast picked up something else. They're like in that area. There had to have been other things. Could have just punched him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah, I think we've already ascertained though that Lester is not good at fighting back, with the exception of hitting his his wife with a. A hammer. I mean, that's the only thing. I mean, other than that, he's not. Well, I'm no, surprised no. he didn't break his nose on the elevator. He door. did. He punched the punched cop. The I'm cop sorry. Yeah, time. you're right, Mia. Yeah. But it was a pretty crappy punch if you watched it. <laughs> oh, and he tased yeah. um, numbers too. So he's good with other weapons. He's just not yeah. good with his own. Turns out he is not a master of the award. Mm-hmm. Um, we end up in Fargo. And and we open directly with the show title, uh, The Fox, the Rabbit, and the Cabbage. Did uh, either of you look up the actual answer? No, because I mucked up the title. Um, I actually found a Br'er Rabbit type story that fit that title, and I thought oh. it might have had to do with that. Yeah. I have seen an alternate thing of the wolf, yeah. the rabbit, and the cabbage. Uh, I as think well. that's the same thing. No, but I just thought I, it was interesting to find the one that says the wolf because there's been so many references to wolves. Oh, right. Um, but here, I'm I'm sure it's to not be obvious. But and then of course, then I was trying to figure out who's the fox, the rabbit, and the cabbage. But I found a pretty pretty solid explanation uh, from somebody on Reddit. Um, Bill, do you want to? Well, should we explain the fox, the rabbit, and the cabbage riddle? Or well, I mean, it's just basically it, it's the I mean, anyone who watched the show heard it, but I'm just going to give the answer, you know, because mm-hmm. if you if you take mm-hmm. if you if you drop off the quick thing is if you drop one off on the wrong side, you'll leave one of them mm. with the other and they'll eat it. But the the answer well, is just this. to recap. Let's okay. recap the riddle. A, a man comes to a comes to a river with a boat. He has a, a fox, a rabbit, and a cabbage, and he can only carry one single thing with him in the boat. So how can he get them all to the other side without the ab the rabbit eating the lettuce? the fox eating the rabbit and the answer is is that you first take the rabbit over drop it off then you go back and you take the lettuce over and you set the lettuce down and then you take the rabbit back with you and you set the rabbit back on the other bank and then you take the fox over and leave the fox with the lettuce because it or the cabbage it doesn't want it and then finally you go back again and pick up the rabbit and you go back because when you land on the other side you're there with all three to supervise that's the answer to the riddle Mm-hmm. It's complex, just like how they're going to figure out Fargo. This isn't super relevant, but they told that like same exact thing almost in an episode of the um, British Office. Really? Yeah, which yeah. Martin's in, but it's not really relevant. Huh. So I don't know. I didn't. Nec- <laughs> I didn't necessarily come to a point where I just try- I was trying to figure out who was the fox and the rabbit and the cabbage because I don't think everything's that literal in this show. I don't know. This person on Reddit has a pretty okay. solid theory behind this. All right, fire it out here. Let's do it. Let's. Okay, so we're talking about we're talk. So, uh, Budge and Pepper are talking about the riddle, right? Um, and Peel's which great scene, by the way. Yeah. Uh, w- one of them suggests 
the answer being a turducken. Okay? So you stuff you stuff the cabbage in the rabbit and the rabbit in the fox and then you eat them all and that's how you get them over the river. And so the other guy says, well, that's not the right answer. And they say, well, it's an answer. Um, which is true, kind of, which is totally true. It's an answer. Um, you make a turducken out of cabbage, rabbit, and fox. Well, interesting. Uh, this person, uh, let's see. The user is Black Antlers. I thought this was very, very well thought out. Um, and what kind of led them onto it was uh, the car driving scene where Lester and Linda are driving to Lester's new home. And the car, sort of what, this is what kind of sparked there, as they suggest, sparked sort of their thought process. So the car's driving down, and on its path, it crosses a crosswalk with a stick man character, you know, on street sign, and he's crossing one direction on the one side and crossing back on the other side. So that's sort of significant of the farmer going back and forth over the river. So that led them to think that, okay, well, how does this apply to the episode? Well, who is who? Okay, so what they su- suggest is uh, Malvo's the wolf, as we kind of could could suggest or could predict. That one's pretty easy. Um but like how does how does everything else play into this well what they say is that uh linda is the cabbage and that lester is the rabbit so how do they all get through this situation safely because now we know malvo is after lester lester's with linda how does lester keep linda safe how do they all get out of this safely well it com- it kind of it, they, they don't. They don't. <laughs> they don't. Uh, but what happens is Lester sort of plays the game, and he takes Linda, the cabbage, and stuffs it in Lester, his jacket. <gasps> Shit! <laughs> and so stuffs it in the rabbit, uh, Lester's jacket, ma- basically making a turducken. Uh, so the cabbage is now in the rabbit, which is Lester's jacket, sort of disguises Lester, and... And Lester just sends them to the wolf. Yep, Trojan. <laughs> Ooh, God. So. Oh, yeah, that sounds about right. I love brilliant stuff like that. Uh-huh. That's so off that to that guy. pretty cool. That's it. I don't. Let's just stop recording now. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> We're done. We got it all worked out. Okay, can I can I make my one gripe? And I uh-huh. know I've promised that I don't want to gripe about the distance between Bemidji and Duluth and accent stuff too much anymore, but here's the deal. Fucking Fargo and Bemidji are so close together. Nobody in Fargo would say, where's Bemidji? It's just, (laughs) it is seriously, it is super, super impossible. Unless those guys just landed on this planet, but they've been in the file room for a year. Yeah. Well, That's they've true. been in the far room for a year, but I haven't gone anywhere. <laughs> they haven't, but I mean, but I mean, like it's it's. I don't know. It's, they might be new though to the Fargo area. They I mean, might they, be yeah. recently transferred. You yeah, know, we don't know. Well, he does because have they, a commend- like, who gets a commendation have- and then sent to Fargo. <laughs> hey, man, they were sent to Fargo to watch over this syndicate. True, they're probably from. Okay, like- I'll I'll take it. I'll <laughs> take it back. I, I will be less angry about it. But I'm just saying it's. Sharpie Stricken knows from the record, 
Sharpie knows as well as I do. You can be in Bemidji from Fargo. Actually, here's the deal. You can get from Fargo to Bemidji way faster than you can get from Bemidji to Duluth. It's doable. Anyway. But how do you get the rabbit and the cabbage and the fox? All you do, you you just turn left on Shell Lake Road. You'll get there. <laughs> Insider references that people evidently hate. <laughs> let's continue. Or or I have another. Uh, let's take a break and Sharpie will tell you about Fargo Beer. Fargo Brewing. Yes. Uh, this episode brought to you in part by Fargo Brewing Company. Fargo Brewing Company's Wood Chipper IPA, to be more specific. Um, it's a super... Bill's drinking one right now. I see it in his hand. Mm. Mm, that's um, delicious. It's got a uh, pretty good balance of hops and bitterness. And <laughs> why are you laughing at me? That was beer almost coming up my nose. <laughs> it's got a it's got a pretty good balance. <laughs> it's fucking all right. <laughs> it's all right. It no, is uh, not all right. Thank you it very much to Fargo yeah. Brewing Company for uh, supporting the podcast. Without them, we probably couldn't be doing this right now. Yeah. Um, we do have this week's secret code word for the brewery. If you are in the Fargo area and you want to stop by the brewery's tap room for a pint, you can say the secret code word of this week, which is Bill. Acapulco. Acapulco. Yeah. That's right. Just tell the uh, brewers there at the brewery that you want to take a trip to Acapulco, and they'll give you $1 off your beer and send you on your way. Do it for Linda, guys. I mean, for real. Do it for Linda. Get out there. Go over to Fargo Brewing Company and say Acapulco because she'll never see the sunshine, so you might as well enjoy the joy of a Fargo Brewing beer. It's a shame. She went to Belize instead. (sighs) Poor, Poor gal. Uh, so, there and it is. for the uh, six other people that are listening to the show that aren't in the Fargo area, just uh, request Fargo Brewing Company at your local liquor store or bar. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Tell them to get it there. Well, hey, I'm in Rochester, Minnesota right now, which is south of Duluth and south of Minneapolis, St. Paul, which are mentioned in the show, and uh, they don't have it here. I'm gonna, no, they don't. I'm, I'm going to drop off a few beers at a bar here. Them, this summer, probably. Tell them to get their shit together. So, okay, back to uh, Fargo Talks Fargo and uh, beer that Carmela will probably never have unless we illegally mail it to her, by which case it will explode or get exposed to too much heat before it gets yeah. to Australia. <laughs> and Mia won't be able to drink it for a year or two. Well, if we send it now, it's not going to get there till winter. True, true. Um, so, okay, we're, we're, we're back to Bemidji. And... Uh, Molly's having herself uh, some family time mm-hmm. at Pancake's house, which is obviously now Waffle House, otherwise known as Lou's. Lou's Coffee Shop, which serves way more than coffee. Um, we find out that Molly needs to... <laughs> she takes that news pretty calm about the whole, oh, three dead people in an elevator, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what's up with that. She just she's she's unflinching after her boss gets murdered about anyone <laughs> getting like gruesomely murdered in an elevator in Vegas. Yeah. Well, I think she's just heard so much about it. The most shocking part of it to her was the name of the witness. 
Yo, oh, I'm sure. At that point. Because mm-hmm. everything comes back to her uh, her vision board. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, if 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 Pinterest existed, <laughs> her, pin, her Pinterest board would be all sorts of fucked up. <laughs> well, I do. She, she's unfazed by the violence because she eats cake now that's adorned with assault rifles. Yeah, she's that's just part of her life. She's, she's hardcore. Done, she's done stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I thought it was really interesting, and I did I did bring this up last night on the uh, hot dish that. I feel to a certain degree that Lester has assumed Chaz's life. Yeah, that was definitely a, part of it. He's got a beautiful. But, he's got a beautiful wife. He's got a nice house. And, he, and I said last night he just doesn't have Gordo. And, he's got the all-in-one washer yeah. dryer. Heaven forbid he have children. <laughs> well, gee, he'd probably choke him out. If he had to. <laughs> but by uh, accident, something. <laughs> but. uh I thought it was interesting that he goes to the basement. I thought for all that money, you could at least finish your basement. But he he goes it to the probably bo- floods the, every year. No, not out there. <laughs> but he lives outside of the city somewhere, and uh, he he digs into the thing. And I did I I thought there was an inch, like the bear trap in the box. I don't think it was a huge yeah. thing. It's not. I don't think it's going to play a part. I just think it's just one more symbol. Yeah, that you guys were mentioning that it's just like they're smattered like throughout the whole show, all this animal stuff uh-huh. that's that's going on. And um, but he, I what the jacket? Do you think yeah. even at that very point he was he was he was, was he yeah was yeah. he plotting that? Do you think so, Mia? Um, almost yeah, because it seemed like it wasn't something he had worn since his past life. Almost, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. I think he was, but there was no way of knowing that, uh, you know, prior to hindsight. I don't think there's any way the viewer, the audience would have known that, but I do think he was planning. I was I was uh, reading AV Club's review because it was a really good review. I didn't get um, a chance to read that one this weekend. Are you talking about the one where there's the, the two guys and they have like a nice back yeah, and yeah. forth? They have great yeah. reviews. People should yeah, read the AV Club for a lot of stuff. They have really informed stuff. Yeah. So what, they, they what, get they get this show. So yeah, yeah. So what? It, t- um, talk to us about that. Yeah, there was one of the comment. Uh, one of the people who commented on it, and I oh, just it just blew my mind. Really, um, they made mention of uh, Lester. If you notice, right from the beginning in Vegas after the shooting with with Lorne, right from the moment that he gets Linda to pack her stuff and leave the hotel. He lets her go first with everything. He lets yeah. her go out of the hallway first. Mm-hmm. He lets her go into the lift first. He's, it's almost like he's, you know, even then he's protecting Using her himself. as a human shield. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love what I, I, I definitely I love... noticed that with the elevator. <laughs> I love he, like, how he peeked in, though. He in and then pushed her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that he was just like, it, I thought for a minute, I was like, is that going to open and it's just going to be a wall of blood and he's going to be like, oh, let's wait for the next one. Yeah. I also don't know. I, I'm I'm a little, I'm, I was a tad bummed at how dumb and fawny, uh Linda felt a little bit. Like, I, she's obviously not dumb because she picks up later on the saving his ass covering for him. Yeah. I, I anyway, you were it, saying about the AV club <laughs> thing. Yeah, yeah, no, that was, that was, that just blew my mind because I didn't even realize like 
right from the outset. She went into the house he first. Was, he was he was doing yep. Yeah, she went even when they went into the house. So basically, for the whole episode, he was like using her as a human shield the whole time. What a little oh. bitch! Yeah, I think he it was. Makes sense. <laughs> I think it makes sense that he would have like intentionally got his coat for that reason then because he already knew he was going to have yeah. to go to the office to get the things and he was art he was clearly already afraid of going in there there was i don't know if you noticed and i i didn't i didn't get too big on it because uh i've already been tracking too many license plates like a crazy person and it's never going to mean anything <laughs> and, and i just i can't stop now it's like it's just it's like it's an obsession but uh did you notice behind the jackets was another jacket that looked kind of like lauren's oh no I thought it looked kind of like the jacket Lauren was wearing early in the in the show. I, I wish if I was really speedy, I wish I could send you a, a screenshot of it. But uh, go back and see. Uh, maybe it doesn't mean anything. But um, either no, way, go ahead. I was just going to say we've noticed that throughout the show, though. There's these little parallels that they keep doing between Lauren and Lester. Mm-hmm. Like um, at one point, I think, oh, was it an episode or? last episode not this one that we've just seen where he says you know that's highly regular yeah yeah and you think of all the ways to phrase that you know they just keep mirroring mirroring stuff and yeah this is i guess another continuation of that Mm -hmm. um and i mean you just can see with his wardrobe generally with lester's wardrobe how it's gone from hot you know warm shades to now it's just gone cold well it went cold cooler blues and now it's black and gray and charcoal-type yeah. colors, just like lawn. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's... Red, red and blue in religion also have a very big um, thing, and it's, it's, a, it's a thing about uh, divinity and humanity. Uh, you'll, you'll notice in, like, if you see a lot of the Ascension of Mary stuff, that she's, she tends to be shedding a rope. I'm, I'm mixing them up back and forth right now, but she's, she's okay. shedding one for the other, and which is why Jesus is always one color. And I, I was thinking about the very same thing about how the, the warm and the dark and the, and that kind of stuff, but evidently blue coats just mean you're a fucking douche. I mean, he's cold. Bastard. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was soul. I noticed that even back in the first episode, which is a bit of an aside with Lester and his shirts, how he went from um, when he murdered Pearl, he was wearing white, and then he went to brown, and I just thought, oh, I'm just going to have a look and see what those colors mean, because I notice mm-hmm. um, sometimes, you know, there's meanings there. And it was just funny, because white um, can also mean, as you were talking about in terms of religiousness, um, it means purity, but it can also mean righteousness. Yep. And in... I guess Eastern religion it also sim- symbolizes death. Actually, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing to- is like depending on what line you're crossing religiously, and and Noah Hawley's yeah. been doing it. I mean, we've, doing both. We've we've been in a lot of veins of uh, Judeo-Christian stuff, but we've also been in veins of paradoxical paradoxical mm. questions that come from Buddhism and Hinduism and stuff like that. But yeah, you're right. I I thought about that for a little bit too because have you ever seen the big charts of the breakdown from like Breaking Bad? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Like, the like color the, palettes. With the exception yeah. of, um, oh, I'm sorry, I'm forgetting her name. It's just purple, the whole show. Marie. H- Hank's, yeah. Hank's, Marie Hank's, yeah. Hank's wife, Marie, is just purple. Yeah, except um, for the last episode, yep. she's in black. Well, shit Quite happens. appropriately, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I was just thinking also, um, when they're finally going to leave to the airport, um, Linda and Lester, she doesn't have her coat. She's like... She like mm-hmm. mentions that she doesn't have her coat, and he's like, like "We oh, don't need it. Yeah, 
Yeah, so he was like making sure that she was going to be cold and have to wear his mm-hmm. orange one. I didn't. I didn't even catch. And now I want to rewatch. God, see now I got to watch for like a fourth time and like really <laughs> figure it out. But a third time. But he didn't. Did he didn't wear the coat out of the house? Did he? No, he did. He had it on he when he was printing. Yeah, so he must have taken it off when he got in the car. So big deal, continuity, whatever. I mean, I've done that before in this area. You get in a car, and it's winter, and it's, you know, your car's warmed up. You don't want to be wearing a big, puffy jacket, but. Yeah. Man, I'm starting um, to feel like he did calculate this, and the whole. Yeah, yeah. Well, he definitely did the coat, the coat bit, at least. Like Cabbage and the coat thing away. is the, yep. killing me right now. I mean. Even when he went to print the tickets, apparently he only printed one. No, they were they were both there, I think. But I tried to look at that right before we started, and I kind of just stopped because I was like, "Okay, stop looking for things." But I thought I saw that his was was it one, but or was it that only one of them was a one way ticket? Definitely, his was a one way ticket. Yeah, that's what it said on the computer screen. I'd have I was to, reading I, among the com yeah again with the comments. So someone, had, a few people had said. There was just one. I haven't had a chance to look at it myself. Yeah, we can go back. Somebody should check that out because, I mean, it's just one more thing of pointing out how much he probably is calculating. Are we going to find out that Lauren gets... God, never mind. I'm not going to go there yet. Lester is Lauren is... No, I was going to say, I was thinking that... Let's hold... I'm going to hold this till we get to it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I was also wanting to just comment on the house. Like, I noticed the symbolism with Lester's house... Oh um, yeah. I, yeah. If go you ahead. know like yeah, with of of like that that whole house is like a symbol of his soul, I feel like. Okay, so you had all these episodes where he didn't clean anything up and he was yeah. dealing with the whatever the guilt, whatever you want to call it, um for like how many however many episodes and then it was just in the last episode that he decided to clean stuff up and then also to get a new washer. Mm-hmm. And so it's like that's like um yeah, so a house the house seems to be like representative of his soul. And I just noticed with the last episode, he's obviously he's moved to a totally different house. Mm-hmm. And if you notice, um <laughs> well, I when, know you, th- when the cleaners hang up on you, that's your only choice. Sell it to somebody <laughs> else and their children. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh Which by God. the way is what happened right after what we talk about. It's, it turns yeah. Melvo is still an asshole regardless of your age. Yeah, like tell them yeah. that it's haunted or whatever. The small yeah, children. That's terrible. <laughs> but um it it was just interesting because we've been talking about Noah Hawley and talking about the idea of civilization versus the wilderness. Mm-hmm. And how Lester's house of initially was in a neighborhood that was quite well populated. But if you've noticed He's moved closer to the wilderness. He's becoming oh, a wolf. Yeah. He's becoming a wolf. Yeah, yeah. So he's like starting to, you know, migrate. He had wolves. he had one uh, piece of art on his wall that was also trees. Oh really? I'd, I'd have to. I could look it up and tell you what minute it was at. But I, I'm just saying. I was doing. I geeked out for just a little bit. I've been trying to do a little less of that because. I would watch through it for the first time and I find myself enjoying the show, but like feverishly trying to like jot little notes into Evernote or something like, ooh, go back and remember this. Because sometimes when you watch something a second time, you're in a completely different space of mind and you you forget. So I don't know. Maybe Sharpie doesn't feel the same way about that. I mean, did you notice any of these things about the house or think about these things at all, Sharpie? Not really. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the first time, the first time round, I I don't notice them either. You're just too busy being immersed in mm-hmm. what's immediately I only, happening. 
but oh, it's for some reason for me the art the art was like a big deal because i think they were they were very prominently placed in in like the shots yeah. they they crossed over them and i was just like oh lots of trees everything's mm. like a, a yeah a, a thing but um i only got to watch this one once so far there there was a little teeny really nice foreshadowing uh that i didn't notice until my second watch when uh when uh lauren is driving there is a sign that just very boldly passes through the window of his car that says lose with an arrow pointing and very <laughs> shortly after that he goes to lose yep oh yeah wasn't that when he was driving past lester's mm-hmm. insurance shop yep yep yeah you got it yeah. Noticed how close they are together now. So all of a sudden, I did think about uh, the about the only I didn't notice the artwork or anything, but I did notice his um, like dining room, and it was just the one table with two chairs. Um, and you know, typically you'd have at least the four chairs that surround the table. Um, and and I know that's just the two of it's just Lester and Linda. But what it did make me think of was when somebody earlier was talking a couple episodes back that typically when somebody gets paired up. With somebody else in the show, they end up dying off, and so I did think of that. It just it just because it was a pair of chairs. It just made me think of them as a couple, as a pair, um, and obviously they're they're husband and wife. But that's what I kind of I kind of just started thinking about that conversation from. I don't remember who was talking about that. I think it was one of the other podcasts, but it was kind of interesting to me just just the fact that there was two dining chairs, and then you know Linda kind of met her demise. So it worked out. <laughs> I, I didn't get to stop on it. If we're just going to talk about the paintings thing, uh, I there was a scene where they sh- there was a wedding photo in the background, and I never got a chance to like get a full look at it because from my my first glance at it, it was like Linda had bridesmaids and Lester had no one. Like oh. it looked like like when you see that black and white like tuxedos uh, up oh. against uh, the thing. I thought I saw, but I'd have to go okay. back and look. Maybe, but but deep down, does any of that matter? But. Those are the little attentions to detail that I love yeah. about shows. That, that, like that. Yeah, the directors care yeah. about. But what? So whoever wants to chime in on this one, what what do you think? What do you think happened that Linda just chimed in to cover for him? Because yeah. that that surprised me. I thought she was gonna because they kind of had they displayed her as kind of like Lester. What are we doing? Oh my goodness, where are we going? Are we why? What are you being? You're hurting my hand and. Yeah. So so like delicate and like out of the know, and and at the same time, that moment comes around with Molly, and I, is it just so much that she's like, I love Lester, and I'm going to do anything to protect him. Maybe yeah. it's a bit of it's a bit of that, but I wonder as well whether she is. They're a bit like peas in a pod. Maybe she's more devious than she um, presents to people. Yeah. Um, like, I mean, come on, seriously. Like, look, how do you, how do you find a guy stapling kids' heads? <laughs> you know, yeah. you gotta, you gotta kind of wonder to- at that. I mean, that's like a bit. That's that's very on the disturbing. Like, in as much as you go, yeah, it's cool watching a guy stick up for himself, but not Stapled quite like that. Faces, yeah, correct, yeah. So you gotta I- wonder at her, and you know what, the type of woman that she is, that she finds that hot. You know, I, I thought after that part where she like figured out she had to step in and stand up for him that she was gonna like be more in the know, but then she didn't seem to get why Lester said that they were still going. 
on the trip after Molly said to stay. Huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I just want to know how the pea soup turned out. Yeah. <laughs> Cold. Okay, I looked it up while you guys were chatting, and uh, there was no two tickets. There was only Lester's. He never uh, he never even ordered her. God, he's a fucker. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> he That's I uh, I act. I'm still gonna say this. I find myself wanting to see uh, Martin on more American television. Uh huh. I really do. I I I I think yeah, he's fantastic. Bill's getting the Martin boner. Anyway, uh, uh, <laughs> join the club. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's no, but, you guys I are mean, crazy. He, <laughs> yeah, we're just crazy. Um, yeah, no, he's been. You know, it's just been an absolute joy for me watching this just personally being a both a fan of his and a fan of Breaking Bad and watching yes, him yeah. on a show that's like Breaking Bad it's just yeah. great you know it's a, because, it's a different role for him certainly yeah. I think they're they are like we said earlier they're doing a different job with the anti-hero though in this show than they were yeah I mean um I'm not even sure if anti-hero is the right word yeah no <laughs> yeah pure evil or yeah because yeah, well, anti-hero usually is just like um a hero with non-heroic qualities, like oh. Holden Caulfield or something like that. It's not usually like a straight-up evil person, yeah. like Walter White style. Did you want to talk a little about, I know you mentioned pre-show, or was it pre-show? Yeah, see, this is why we don't talk too much before we record sometimes. You, mm-hmm. you were talking about um, just what Noah was saying in some of the interviews before about the 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 everyday good versus the... Do you know what I mean? I'm just, I'm just making yeah. a general comment. This has nothing to do with just this episode this has to do with the whole story and mm-hmm. we, we're right now kind of having a conversation about everything in general because like, this show is definitely not breaking bad because nobody yeah. says bitch on it ever <laughs> i mean i miss aaron paul right now but um well, Lester said shit oh i know he got made progress he got work he got work geez he got worked <laughs> up yeah, yeah he did and not then he to- was able to Sorry, he was able to quickly just turn it. You know, when he was interviewed by Molly, he just put on he put on the the old Lester persona again and was saying, "Heck, but yeah. you just know he's not like that anymore." No, he's he's won an award. Yeah, but anyway, Mia, what were you? I just I guess I thought it was in, I I thought it was valuable. I kind of want to hear you talk about that again. Well, uh, at the panel, and I think a couple other times I've heard Noah talk about it. He talks about how the show represents the best of America versus the worst of America. And in this quote, he said, yes, we have problems, but look who's solving them. I remember him saying that. And you said he was talking too about the original uh, 1996 film and how, Mm -hmm. and how a a very influence. Yeah. Like Marge is able to, to overcome such simple, like, I mean, she uses common sense rather than like superhuman sleuth powers. She's just like a Mm -hmm. smart person and she can just do her job well. There is no CSI going on here. Mm -hmm. I found a fiber. Yeah. (laughs) uh, Very uh, connected to a realty company only based in Reno. Fuck that. Well, we would have seen them enhance (laughs) all those pictures of Lauren Malvo. And that. Say that again, Sharpie. So I, I didn't hear that. Oh. I'm sure the viewers did, but I didn't. There, there was no enhancing of all those pictures of Lauren Malvo. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Enhance, enhance, enhance. 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 Just zoom yeah. in I until see you have his a, DNA. Yeah, it just like got blurry and blurry. Pixels don't <laughs> exist on CSI. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, that's the beef that I've kind of had with a lot of commentary. Like I 
go to forums like Reddit and stuff and read how people try to pick the, the crap out of um, this forensic stuff on the show when it's like, well, actually, you're basing your critiques on other shows which idealise police work and make yeah. it seem like it's a whole lot whole lot more advanced and quicker and and better sometimes to the point of implausibility for yeah, the sake like, of their own plot it's and not you're even using the, it's that not as even a work. comparison point. It's not the yeah. work, it's the technology that makes their jobs better but when in reality, like you watch God. real police work happen and detective work happen it's, it's people. It takes ages. It's, yeah, it takes ages it's and it's, but it's people and it's like brains. Yeah, and, yeah it's people yeah. thinking about it. Yeah, but it's just, it's been amazing watching people pick the hell out of it when you're just like, well, actually, this is probably more reflective of real life police work than what you see on those CSI shows. And that's what really annoys me that people, people don't really understand that it's like, well, that stuff ain't real. That's really not real. (laughs) This is kind of more real. People being dumb or being biased like Bill, you know, that's, that's the human factor and that, you know, that. We know, you know, we know that police aren't all like Sherlock Holmes, you know. Right. So, you but that know, shows like, awesome just, too, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I can't but say a bad th- thing about that show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, you know, I feel like this show is more reflective of real life police work than than what you'd see right. on these shows, and what you know. So it's just weird watching people critique it based on mm-hmm. less realistic you know, less realistic baselines. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to I'm gonna do our last sponsor break because then we're going to wrap up the rest of the show and then we're going to get into... I, I, I keep, I'm looking at the time and I'm like, oh, we're going we're gonna to totally clear like one of our shorter shows, except I guarantee you that if we start asking a few mm-hmm. questions, the four of us are going to go ape shit on some stuff. So yeah. I want to make sure there's time for that because I'm excited to do that. Um, on top of the fact that Fargo Brewing is our sponsor, they are teamed up and paired up with one other great sponsor that is located in Fargo, and that is TAG. That's T-A-G, TAG, like tag your it. And if you go to tagfargo.com, you can see what they've got there. And uh, they, we, can't, we can't do this show without their help. They've done such a great job at what they're doing. But in, um, TAG celebrates the True Fargo community with True Fargo swag, and they have T-shirts. You can get uh, beer glasses that have Fargo stuff on them. There are like men's and women's sizes. There's children's t-shirts. There's onesies. There's coffee mugs. There's so much stuff. But here's the deal. Um, there are some shirts on sale right now. Uh, and particularly, I'm going to point out the Punch Gut shirt that's $5. And I'm saying that because I know Punch Gut. He's a fantastic artist. $5 for a t-shirt. You should order like five of these because they're awesome. And if you order any of the shirts, the other shirt I'm going to go ahead and recommend is the Minnesota Love one for the ladies. It's uh, like a mint color with a red thing, and it says love, and the state of Minnesota with a big heart where Moorhead is, which is our sister city, is located right in the middle. And that shirt's 20 bucks. But it's a great-looking T-shirt. They're quality stuff. There's great design, and all the designs are done by local people here. And so anything you order, if you put in into the into the promo thing... If you put in, oh, I just forgot, is it Fargo or podcast? Fargo. It's Fargo. It's Fargo. If you put Fargo into the promo code, you will get 15% off your entire order, and they will ship anywhere in the United States and Canada. So, unfortunately, we're going to have to send some shirts to Carmela on our own. Um, and if, you live, if you're one of our listeners in Hungary or Denmark or Japan... Let us know if you need something done. Get in, get in touch with us. If you if you find a shirt you want, I'm, I'll tell you what. Right now, me and Sharpie, we'll make it happen. How about that, Sharpie? Aces. 
Their aces, boom. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so please, please, if you want to help us and you want to hear us do more of what we do, because after the show is over, Matt and I will probably be moving on to something else. Um, he'll switch cities. I'll leave Fargo and burn it down on my way out of town. Um, no, I'm just kidding. We, uh, uh, we, we've had Joe Riley on, and we're going to kind of pseudo-plug our next show that we've, not our next show, but it's already been going on, which is Grilling Addiction, and it is Matt and his good buddy Joe who talk about that, and I'm the producer who asks questions because I'm an idiot behind the grill. Um, so keep your eyes out for grillingaddiction.com. But more importantly, we need you to go to tagfargo.com and order a shirt, use the promo code Fargo, and get some kick-ass shit. That's the bottom line. That's it. There it is. 1,000 nuclear reasons. There's a shirt you need. Little known fact, North Dakota succeeded from the nation. We would be like the second second or third most powerful country in the world in terms of nuclear warheads. And as the TV show Fargo has proven, we got some badass people here. Mm-hmm. Shit gets real fast. So, <laughs> let's get back to uncomfortable stuff. It's Bemidji. It's lose. Lauren yeah. shows up, and that man wants pie. Oh yeah. Who wants to cover that one, huh? That was tense. Great Has, music. Um, another another uh, Reddit reference here, but uh, a person on Reddit noticed that this was this scene was very similar to that of one in A History of Violence. Really? Has seen that? No, I haven't. Um. Yeah, so the two to the bad guys come into the diner and they order just coffee and pie, and it is sort of a very awkward moment. Um, if you haven't seen a history of violence, you can just watch it. I won't tell you kind of how that scene plays out, but you can imagine it's violent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if that's any, I don't know if that was a nod to that movie, um, and I don't know where that sort of correlation or reference would be. Or, as to why, but um, it was pretty close, and it, it's kind of interesting. So if it was, I don't know if that's sort of foreshadowing bloodshed or some sort of violence within Lou's Diner itself. Anyone? Oh, I mean, oh everybody's got something to say. Go. <laughs> All right. I'll put my hands down. Somebody else, go ahead. Um, I was just going to quickly say that film, it's about a guy who is trying to escape his past. And then mm-hmm. does it. Oh, I shouldn't spoiler it, but no, don't do it. Don't do it. I haven't seen it. I don't want to know. <laughs> you gotta watch it. Watch okay, it tonight. Well, yeah, yeah. I'll, it's I'll, an excellent Cronenberg film. But, um, yeah, it's good. Yeah. Wasn't there? I thought I read somewhere really briefly that the um, the line about the cherry nothing ever good came from cherry pie was from something else. Was that from the movie you're referencing, or is that from something else? Um, no, that was not in History of Violence. I I really enjoyed the editing uh, of the scene uh, when Lou and I'm gonna I'm gonna play it in in just a second here. So prep yourself for a, a clip here. Um, I love the editing where they're like having a conversation, but I don't know exactly what they're pointing to. They just kept cutting to more and more scenes of Molly driving. It. <laughs> Do you want to talk? Well, let's hear. How about can we? I'll play yeah. part of it, and I'm actually going to play the part where. Lauren's interest is only piqued at the idea of dead things. Bodies? Yes, sir. One after another. 
probably, if you stacked them high, could have climbed to the second floor. Yeah, I saw something that year I ain't ever seen before or since. I'd call it animal, except animals only kill for food. This was Sioux Falls. Ever been? Went to Sioux City once, back in my scandalous days. Ugh. Okay, that is that is pretty intensely Midwestern to me. Would you agree, Sharpie, where there's like a, something serious and all of a sudden you're like, so the hardware store's got a tire sale going on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you can just like shift from um, very, very uh, tie back to um, Ida Thurman and the conversation in the kitchen about the hailstone killing them. And then, then they're just like, what, what flavor was it? <laughs> yeah. Somebody's got I, some I, crinkly going on there. Am I the only one hearing it? Yeah, I'm hearing it. Everybody sit still. I'll probably edit that out. That's all right. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, I mean, I know I'd read after that episode. I was reading stuff, um, and someone had mentioned perhaps the idea that Lawn connected to Sioux Falls in some way. And you, I think now, in light of that conversation, I think that's actually um, gaining. Gaining momentum that he might what well year? be. What year was that? 79. Mm-hmm. But, so um, well, if we now look at Lorne and we assume that, um, well, maybe that he's not that dissimilar to Billy Bob's real age, that mm. puts him at quite a reasonable age to be like, around, he would be around, because I think he's like 58. I you think? think it's him? Might well be. Think, that might be no, why No, do you think peaked. Sioux Falls was him? Mm-hmm. Like it was a young Lorne. I, I, I would have been younger. He would have been able to stack those bodies. I was thinking a little bit that they kept cutting to Molly while they were having it, that it was a foreshadowing effect on two old guys who've seen a lot of shit and Molly is about to see. That's why they keep cutting to her in the car. And I, have, I feel like it's yeah. talking about the next episode that we're going to see a lot of bad shit and molly's gonna be pregnant ankle deep in it and um that's that's what i think it's about personally i don't know if it's necessarily that directly tied to 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 those two but i just think this entire scene in in and of itself is incredibly tense and i'm not just talking about molly rolling up on the diner i'm talking about between the two of them they have like and it's not just like good old regular midwest pastor and aggressive it is like because he's former uh, police, <laughs> real police. Sorry, I'm going into the wire. Um, I I feel like they just they it's like they have like this innate sense of who each other are, and they're they're talking without talking, but they're talking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're sussing each other out. Yeah. I was mm-hmm. almost shocked that um, Lou didn't say something more to Molly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I thought that I thought that was a, I thought that was a nice tie back to the funniness of it, though. 
Mm-hmm. When, he, when she finally gets there, and you know, they pull the back door, front door a bit. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and not only that, but he walks, he goes basically right by Budge and Pepper again. Yeah, so, I get it. <laughs> That was twice, hilarious in like, the background. <laughs> twice now, they're just like fucking missing it. They just it. don't notice at all. And you and, know, like, if Molly, if that had been Molly, she would have been. But, but the problem is she's seen him. And I think at the same time, mm-hmm. if you just think on like a really like simple level, A, it works in terms of writing and story. Yeah. But at the, in, in like a let's fake it deeper level, Pepper and Budge, when they missed the shooting, they were so vested in their shitty conversation about uh-huh. cleanliness and food stuff that they missed it happening. And now they're completely pointed and focused on getting there to talk to Molly that you could literally strangle somebody in the parking lot because they're like, we got to find Deputy Solverson. That's it. They're just they're, <laughs> they're like laser focused. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I nearly was, I was really worried about them actually because he kind of thought, is, is Malvo going to do something to them out in the parking lot? Yeah. You know, because they literally drove in and out at the same I mean, time. He doesn't know who they are. I mean, he walked in front of their car. He has no, or are you insinuating uh, that Lauren knows no, everything? But, He's omniscient. No, and- no, no, but didn't he spot them outside when he left the Fargo Syndicate building? Like, didn't he turn around at one point? I think yeah, because he, just... he saw, didn't he see them talking to the local police? Yeah. He did. Yep. He stood there for like a second after coming out of the building and like pretended to be interested and then pretended to be bored and walked yeah. away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's what I mean. He saw them. I would, yeah. I don't doubt he would have seen them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we don't. Because he would have scoped that out, you would have thought, you know, because. You know, being aware of any immediate authorities that were trying to work out what was going on. Any comments mm-hmm. from anyone about the Garden of Eden comment, too? Just coming back to the, the pie and the... Like, I'm still haven't figured out, you know, we, he's the wolf. Is he a serpent? Is he temptation? Devil. Is he the devil? Is he... There's spider stuff, too. Yeah, we haven't come back to any spiders lately, though. Yeah. Have we? <clears throat> But either way, uh, it's just one more touch upon animals and stuff like that. So, um, <laughs> what was the the comment from like Budge or Pepper about like we're invested? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's personal. <laughs> yeah, it's become personal for them too. We're, we've we've got some shit going on. We're mm-hmm. hey, have you been to the we've file? Got to get room? out of this file room. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Maybe they don't actually care about the case. They're just no. They want to get out of the file room. No, I think they care about the case. There's something in. Yeah. They got something in their crop pretty bad, and they're 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 ready to like get on it. And um, I know me and I chatted quickly too. I mean, because I think I, I want to get to the holy shit moment and uh, in a second. But uh, obviously, they go back with to the Bemidji Police Department. Bill does a whole. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. This is a crazy girl. Oh, girl, you crazy! And he, he, and, and they're like, "What are you talking about? This is, this is brilliant. This is an excellent yeah. detective work." Yeah. And Bill's just standing there, and 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 Mia was just. You were talking about how she was. Uh, yeah, what did you say? Hmm? What she we were, or was it Carmel and I were talking about it? But how Molly well. was just like super. Hmm. Yeah, she was sheepish. Yeah. Like she was it was just, like, just really cute. She's like, "I'm just doing my job." Yeah. Doing, doing my shit, Bill. You go back to your machine gun cake, asshole. Yeah, I feel like that was the first time she ever got any sort of validation in her work from anyone except her dad. Oh, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Well, except for <laughs> Gus, but Gus obviously well, wanted Gus to. Yeah. Gus obviously got what he needed. Yeah. Preggers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised her dad didn't recognize Lauren after 
you know, her countless mind map boards all over in her office, in her, her house. Her future Pinterest board in her house. <laughs> yeah. Like you. Sorry. Or like they're like an authority being FBI and mm. to have them say it. Like, you know what I mean? That's a good point. Mm. But obviously he didn't recognize him or he would have said something. Uh, do you mean Lou towards Lawn? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I mean, if your daughter, uh, you've obviously you've been to your daughter's house and you've noticed yeah. she's got like a murder board in her bedroom. Mm, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, but I guess I'd oh, okay. Then again, maybe maybe in true Midwestern fashion, Lou doesn't go where the magic happens with his daughter. <laughs> yeah. Also, he had dyed his hair, Lauren. True. Yeah, but Gus yeah. recognized him. Or did he? Uh, hmm? Because Gus oh. had, okay. had seen him in person like multiple times. So, That's true. You know? Yeah, very true. I even recognized him when he was Frank. So, so how yeah. much? I feel <laughs> like we've talked about this, but we have to just talk about this. Mm-hmm. Nygaard insurance. Oh God! Yeah. Oh my God! You killed Kenny. Mm-hmm. What? I felt like there was something amiss. Lester the minute he drove by not just the fact that he was stopping there like was there a, I kept thinking oh is there a light on that wasn't on before and I haven't gone back and checked it out the lamp was it yeah, the, there was, was a lamp, the lamp? On. there was a lamp on and I think that gave him a clue that there would be someone in there but he couldn't I don't know couldn't just so either think. way he basically sends his his new his bride off who by the way just stood up for him to Molly yeah, backed his and, play, and told him that she love. loved him since yeah. like before he was even well, cool or whatever. Yeah, that was really interesting. <laughs> even the drive into the when he when they were driving to pick up the passports and the tension in that scene, I was like freaking out, thinking, "Oh my god, Lauren's going to ram them. He's going to ram her and cheat, you know, T-bone mm-hmm. them." In the car, and yeah, I'm like, they, oh, yeah. When they went like over so, like, there's really so many, and, hey, I think that's an ac- actually an excellent thing because I kept feeling that because that's what happens in so many TV shows now. You hit a cross street, and next thing you know, a truck hits you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, yeah. But, yeah, I you're thought, right. And what was interesting, though, and it was something I didn't realize because I was too busy feeling it, um, again, reading, well, I'm not sure, again, if it was Reddit or AV Club, that someone had observed the idea that, that whole sense of the way they film that part where she's talking to Lester and, you know, that feeling of doom around thinking that maybe someone will come up from behind, maybe someone will hit him from the side. You're being immersed in Lester's point of view and yeah. you're not really focusing on her conversation because you're too busy freaking out about are they going to get mm-hmm. hit, are they going to get hit. And I thought that was just a really great piece of cinematography there to be able to... To not just, um, you know, I guess for us to see Lester feel, you know, looking anxious and worried, but to actually get us to literally feel like what it's like to be in his shoes. And as a result, yeah, she's saying to him all these really wonderful things and he's not paying attention. Yeah. Sharpie, what did you you think Mm -hmm. when that that scene finally like unfolded? Did you... Because I don't know if I certainly the I I really when she put on, when he told her to put on the coat I was like oh shit oh, yeah and he said I mean, put up the hood uh, I'm like oh f- you fucking piece of shit yeah. I was I was like that when he talked about having the sore back I started to yeah go, oh, that's my when I, I oh my god oh my god he's gonna send her off to her death 
Yeah, and, and then did. and then yeah, as you'd said around her putting on the coat and then putting the hood up, and then he went, oh my god! And then she even kept you know. the hood up when she was inside. Mm-hmm. I was just like, the hood was the final like. The final man, you are such a little bitch. Like, obviously he's sending her in there, but like making her put the hood up. Come on, making it, making it look like that she's him. Like literally, yeah. You know, uh-huh. not having giving Lorne any opportunity really, unless he'd seen her on the way in, um, mm-hmm. to be able to spot that she's someone else and not him. Mm-hmm. You know, he totally trusts her up in the best Trojan way possible. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sharpie, did you make anything of it? I I don't know if we we talk, we didn't talk about it on the hot dish. We maybe talked about it after we stopped pushing the record button, but I I felt like there was a little part of Lester that was genuinely like, "Oh shit, I did that." Mm, I don't know. I mean, I do you you could kind of maybe see that. Like I think it was more of disbelief that it, the plan actually worked and now he wasn't sure if he was proud of it, but he's he's. Oh, gonna go you with mean it. he was like, "Oh shit, I was right." He was <laughs> yeah. gonna jack me up in my insurance agency. Yeah. Oh, I wondered actually, like you know whether you know initially I'd wondered whether he was horrified at seeing her die, but I'd wondered as well as whether you know he was actually more horrified, thinking actually, shit, that was going to happen to me. And it makes more sense oh, when yeah. you see it that way because then he get, he's relieved. You yeah. Know, he's initially horrified and then he's relieved because, you know, if you're thinking that he's just horrified at seeing his wife die, then he'd probably remain horrified and not fall yeah. into a point of relief at all. Right. But if you're thinking of it in terms of, oh, he's actually horrified thinking, shit, that could have been me there. And then afterwards he's Ooh, like, you oh, might thank be God right. it wasn't. You might be right. Because it's really hard to negotiate that, those reactions. And it's, you know, it's been difficult with him the whole time with, you know, his various grief, grief feeling, yeah. you know, grief emotions and stuff, his, his expressions. It's just been quite difficult. And I know that it's seemingly they've made it quite deliberately like that, which is great because then, you know, it's not that cut and dry as to what he's feeling. Yeah. It's odd because he seemed to have thought that out really well like dressing Mm -hmm. her up and sending her to die instead of him but I feel like it's gonna I feel like he didn't think about the fact that it would immediately become super suspicious that it was him whose wife died Mm -hmm. again and not just died but was like violently murdered in on his property again yeah after he'd just been the witness to uh, a crime. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's like, he did it. Oh, God. I don't know what he was thinking. Do you think that there was even passports in Nygaard Insurance? Or was that, I mean, did they, was the, was the sole reason of going to the office just to check to see or to send her to her death? Like, did they even have to stop there? It's... That kind of, like, confused me about there only being one ticket because, like, in the event that Malvo wasn't there, then, like, what was the plan? Sure. <laughs> so I guess the pa- the passports had to be there uh, because she would have had to pick something up 
and bring it back. Yeah, that's crazy. So a lot of people were mentioning, uh, and Bill kind of did this uh, before we started recording and mentioned it, but everybody's kind of referring to the jacket as the Kenny jacket from South Park uh, because it just brings, like, no luck to anybody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so clearly it's been used for one last time, we think. But where do we go from here now? Like, will... Is Lester going to just make a run for it? <laughs> well, you guys don't watch the trailers, which makes yeah, it we don't. I know more than you. <laughs> yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah. great. Mm-hmm. Well, well, I guess in terms of the trailers, though, that this time around they were a lot more vague than it usual. was vague. But you do find out like one thing so, that Lester does. Yeah, <gasps> don't tell us. Or wait, or can we? No. Or do you want to go there? No. You don't have to if you don't want to. <laughs> if you don't want to know. We'll spare you. Is this the road you yeah. want to go, Bill? I don't. Yes, yes or no? <laughs> oh, do you really want to do this? Walk, o- walk away, Bill. <laughs> walk, walk away. <laughs> go back. I to guess your we room. could just walk away and then let the girls take over the show for and the we'll next come ten minutes, like 10 and we'll minutes. come back. Just turn. Stop recording. <laughs> well, we should, prob- we should probably start winding down here. at some point here. Yeah, so we're just kind of, uh, the question was, like, where do we go from here? Is Lester going to take a run for it? Or, like, is, what's, I guess we're leading into predictions. So, so. Lauren, Lauren smokes. <laughs> yeah, Lauren smokes. <laughs> does he smoke? That, that's, that's like the, uh. Where does Mike smoke? Mick M- Mike. Mike, Mike, Mike. <laughs> I always Mike. smoke after I get a thumb in the ass. Oh, damn. Sorry, I had to go back there because that was like a weird, uncomfortable, gross conversation they had in the kitchen. About, yeah. Uh, yeah. She I love. Oh, I'm not I even going to say it in front of you ladies. <laughs> I love that he just responded like aces. aces. That was just like the weirdest. You know, I love thumbs in my butt. <laughs> <laughs> Giving him the buddy, probably, the buddy Christ. Probably says everything about them as a couple. Yeah. <laughs> I know they probably were a great match. It's a shame. Mm. She obviously saw something in him. Mm-hmm. It had a working relationship that was just great. Yeah. <laughs> yep. King so, part of his whole like, uh... <laughs> do you think part of his the whole his whole role as like that dentist guy, you know, he had to go with the thumb up the butt thing because <laughs> his like trophy <laughs> wife was into it, <laughs> and he's like, man, the shit I am going through to get this bounty. I have this trophy wife who just happens to love to put her fingers in my butt, and I got to go with it. She she seemed like she was, like, offering, though. It was, like, a reward. No, but it seemed seemed like she was doing the whole, like, I'm not just going to do a slender pinky. I'm doing my, I'm going all the way. Maybe he listens to the tapes. tie one off tonight. (laughs) Maybe he listens to the tapes because he's, like, reminiscing about a better time when he was just Mm -hmm. fucking around with Don Chumpf. No, he's like. Remember he's when I could just mess with like, people's lives and they would pee in gas tanks and murder themselves for me? And now I got this. Now I got now my getting, dental hygienist putting her thumb up my ass. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> a whole lot of hard work for, for <laughs> digging in that's, people's mouths and taking it up the rear. Oh, okay. We have that's a that's a complete derailment. I'd say <laughs> this well, is the, the segment of the show we don't show our parents. No. Well, that's been the really surprising thing about this series is all this, this that undercurrent of sexual stuff that's been going on. Like that was something I really didn't expect. 
<laughs> you didn't think uh, Gina Hess was going to get uh, no. given <laughs> given a go around that much by Martin? Not not before the series started. No, I kind of thought it was going to be a different tone, but they seem to set it right from the pilot onwards. That there's just these little little odd little sexual peccadillos throughout. It's just mm-hmm. quite quite odd. So where it's do we made go? It all the more funny. So where does it go from here? Let's let's talk. Let's 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 make Pretty mistakes happy. here. Let's make mistakes about how the show is going to go. Uh, I've yeah. made it slightly clear in last night's um, hot dish that I I, I I have a desire for Lester to die, and mm-hmm. for Lauren to uh, sort of walk away. And while he thinks he's won, I want Wrench to come back and get the jump on him one last time and murder him. And then I want Wrench to walk off into the distance with his his jacket and his sideburns and and Jeez, everybody know, everybody knows too. everybody in ASL knows what a middle finger means. He's just gonna <laughs> flick him off and walk into the distance. I would actually enjoy that very, very much. I don't know if it'll happen, but I would. I definitely seeing uh some sort of demise towards Lester, whether it's death or jail or something. And I think Mia had a pretty good observation if you want to explain that or prediction. Possibly, possibly. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, in the original movie, you know the part with William H. Jerry, William H. William H. Macy's Jerry Lundegaard. Yeah, Jerry Lundegaard. Oh, what are you he's, doing? I'm sleeping in my hotel room. Uh huh. They <laughs> come in, and he's like screaming with his face in the pillow, and he's like scream sobbing as he's being handcuffed and pulled away. So, mm. and that was like when Jerry seemed to think that he had gotten away with it. Yep. So I wonder if um, Lester will have a similar fate. Because he's... <sighs> I feel like at least one of them is going to be taken down by the police. Like by Molly. Mm-hmm, yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I do think that they have to give Molly that kind of yeah. uh, little nugget. Because that's her prize, man. Le- it's been yeah. Lester. Mm-hmm. It hasn't even really been Lauren. It's been Lester. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for her, she's been more focused on. I yeah, think. So, uh, I think. I think you're you have right. to give that to her. I think she's going to get Lester. I don't think she's going to yep. get Lauren. Lauren is Gus's. No. Um, yeah, and, and we got to remember his... he's got a gun tucked down the back of his pants, still somewhere. Mm-hmm. So, Do you or think... that, that silver? I mean, that is like a hardcore, like beautiful pistol. He's like, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, this Kaz isn't is... like this isn't like some fucking snub nose <laughs> piece of right. shit thing that fits in your purse or your pocket. I'm surprised he cocked it so so confidently and like you know he really put that together like some sort of action movie hero like he's had practice I think I think yeah he's he's the changed man mm-hmm. he's still a dick but he's a changed man. <laughs> do you think um, Budge and Pepper are going to have a big role in Lauren's demise I think they're fuel for Molly's fire yeah yeah I don't really see them. Yeah, I don't really see them playing much of a role. I could be completely wrong. I most likely will be. Um, they could die. They've likely yeah. they have likely oh, played the, uh, they've they've played a very pivotal role in like moving the plot along and at the same uh-huh. time offering like nuggets of truth and uh, a little like a very small amount of drama but some humor to the whole mix. Mm-hmm. But with if even if you wipe out the humor, the parts mm-hmm. that they have added are like completely crucial to talking about the way the show happens, all the way from the heap, all the way to this week for mm-hmm. the a fox, a rabbit, and a cabbage. Um, 
they're almost like they've almost just like walked in as like small narrators to the program. Yeah, right. and that's yeah, why I see them ending the show. Is pretty extra narrative. Yeah, they're yeah. they're um they'd mentioned about being like Rosencrantz and Rosen is it Rosencrantz and Guildenstein the um um the Shakespearean yeah the the yeah, yeah. the, the, the yeah yeah the tr- like tragic comedy tragic comedy is stuff guys. yeah from Shakespeare um what was yeah. the yeah that's the one yeah yeah well, I probably mucked up <laughs> the names but anyway. Um, yeah. Gil- oh, Stern? Gilderstern. Yeah, yeah, sorry. It took yeah. me a while there. Yeah, so, yeah, they have, um, I, I, it's just funny because, I mean, we, we kind of saw Don Chump in the same way in terms of the humor that he provided this humor and then, mm. and then what happened. So that's why yeah. I'm wondering it, maybe yeah. they might. I don't think they. I don't think they have to die necessarily. I think they just. They're here. They're here to just like rekindle that burning flame. Mm. I see them like offering just one more last sort of at the end of the show, just one last little nugget of comic relief, like eating donuts on top of a stack of bodies or something. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They're in the cop car while everything's happening, and they're just busy eating. It's like it's like happening in the window behind them. You know, yeah, in the, yeah, in the rear while he's being chased after by someone or whatever. It's just they're piles also, of bodies, and they're just sitting there with a box of donuts. Like, huh? They're well, also we the <laughs> yeah. They're also the power that Molly has never had. Like Molly's been working under Bill, who's like a, an idiot and doesn't yeah. let her do anything. And now these FBI guys are coming in on her side. She finally gets to take the lead because she. Of their support, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I just, oh, I don't see Lou surviving the next episode. Ah. You think he's going to get caught in the crossfire because his of his like uh, superstitious pick up on yes. the, the fact that Lauren's a, a predator? For sure, I think he's going to get exactly like you said. He'll get caught in the crossfire, and it'll be like one of the sad sort of characters we've come to love. It will. Like somebody we've actually, you know, think is a, a pretty decent guy. I think we're gonna see him. Yeah. That's gonna be one of the the tough ones. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys think Stavros is coming back? I I think I think there's Sorry. I think there's a maximum of like sixty seventy minutes left of this TV show because I do know that the next episode is an hour and thirty minutes. Even though I didn't watch the thing, but I just I know that I know they were wrapping it in long fashion because that's the only way to do these things. Mm-hmm. Um, without having well, unless you have twelve episodes. Um, I don't know. I feel like I think we could leave it behind. Yeah, maybe everybody I should. <laughs> I think it's the everybody we've seen should, It's the heap. We we've removed. We've removed people from the story. We've added people to the story, and we've added things that are of different importances now. And I don't think those things have to come back because, yeah, okay. There, I think if it happens, it'll happen like in some sort of passing fashion of like we just talk to the people at Phoenix Farms, and it turns out they've talked to a guy who matches this description or something. But I don't know if it's that. Imp- I don't know if you have to have it. I think the fact that yeah. Budge and Pepper are there, they mm-hmm. have a picture of the guy walking by and you can just go back to the picture of the guy that got dragged out of his booth by the his booth his cube by the tie 
And you, you've therefore got a mix of all that. And and as with many, many serial killers, they end up getting caught for like 20, but you don't know about eight of them. And they may just go unsolved. Mm-hmm. The whole Stavros, like, and how yeah. did how did Chump end up where he is? May yeah. just go cold. Yeah. That's just me. Because like I said, life, life's messy. I think I've said this before. Yeah. Life's messy. Good shit happens to bad people. Bad shit happens to good people. And um, I think somebody as smart as Noah is knows that. And mm-hmm. and, and, and he, he doesn't feel the need to cauterize or tie up every end. Yeah. And I if he wants he... to come on our show and talk about that, he can <laughs> reach us at podcast at FargoTalksFargo.com. I'm going to be a bit controversial in terms of my prediction. Do it. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Okay, I'm ready for this. I'm ready for this. (laughs) Maybe maybe it's controversial. Maybe it's not. Um, I think... I wonder whether Lester's going to kill Lorne. And then Lester gets blamed for all of it. He gets gets busted by Molly. And then the last thing we see is him going to jail. And then he gets greeted by lovely, big, girly inmates. Oh, and so I thought you were going to say he's going to get greeted by his brother leaving jail. That too. Yeah. That but, too hasn't, but, but hasn't Molly's hunch all along been that two of them are working in some sort of weird yeah. concert that yeah. she's unable to explain? And the fact he, that yeah. he's got a history outside of their tiny town of Bemidji says that he's bigger. he's a bigger player in it. She just hates, mm-hmm. he, she just hates Lester for who he is. As a, as it, she hates Lester because he's he's a piece of what killed Vern. Yeah. So I'm yeah. saying oh, maybe, yes, you are controversial. <laughs> maybe he won't get blamed for all all of it, but I mean, he goes back to what he was originally. He'll be the only know, one that, left. He'll be the only one left yeah. to eat the blame. Eat the blame. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, it goes back to these whole weird parallels between the two of them. Oh, I'm wondering. Do you, do you want? I'm not oh, wait, wait. Sure can we go if, way back? Did anyone notice the ice sculpture in the middle of uh, yeah. dentist Lawrence's table? Was Did that drag a rooster? It? Was it a dragger? Drag dragger? <laughs> it was. Was that Drago from Rocky Four? Um, I, I was trying to decide if it was a rooster or a bird or a, or what it was. Or a phoenix. No or a phoenix. Mm, thought about uh. that. I thought about that too. Okay. Sorry. Oh, no, that's okay. No, I was thinking, yeah. I feel like it's, they have, what's the guy's name in the original movie, the one who's not Steve Buscemi, the other one? Gare? Yeah. When, the one that gets caught in the backseat and has the scene with uh, Marge where it's like, and look, what, for a little bit of money? The Peter Stomari character. Yeah, Peter Stomari, yeah. Yeah. He's so they're not, Gare, I think is uh, how you say it. Yeah. They already had that type of conversation with Rent. Yeah, Molly, so, Molly and Wrench had that conversation in the uh, in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I feel like Lauren's path is like not predictable from the movie. Lauren is actually the the person who doesn't fit anything. Well, mm-hmm. sort of. I mean, like Lauren mm-hmm. is like the loose like the loose screw loose that cannon. doesn't yeah. that doesn't fit the parallel perfectly because he's neither Gare nor Carl Showalter. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, and I think that's. Makes it harder to guess. Which is why I still think he's he's him. he's like a supernatural person in a in 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 some mm-hmm. sort of incarnated fashion in the world. Mm. But I do feel like he is more likely to die 
than to yeah. go to jail. Yeah. Because I feel like he would do really well in jail. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you mean he'd like open up a dr- he'd open up a drug ring? Yeah, like he would run the place. Well, I mean, he, he could jail. fix he could fix everybody's teeth with like a ballpoint pen and a toothbrush. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whereas, like, I don't think Lester would have as nice a time. <laughs> I'm still going with the I'm still going with the Gus Grimley rabid dog thing. Mm-hmm. That 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 because like he had a conversation about when you mm-hmm. know people like that in society, you know about that, and when it's in the king, you just you put it down. The animal, the animal control. <laughs> mm-hmm. Also, just like we've never seen Lauren mad or anything or like upset, really, have we? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. The closest so I, was the closest was here when he went when he said you know yeah um, walk oh, away walk away. That was yeah. the closest that we've seen him get to angry because, yeah. I still just don't get it. So I feel like, yeah, because like of the, that. the walking away be- from the money, like that much money. Because uh-huh. like, he could have easily beat up Lester and shoved him out of the elevator, let the doors close, and been like, God, that guy was annoying. And Steve yeah. Yeah. would be like, you're telling he me, McMikey. Just, yeah. And he'd be like, faces. <laughs> and they'd give him like double guns. And they'd go yeah. on like nothing happened. Yeah, they'd go to he Cirque du Soleil. He could have just ignored them, yeah. But I wonder at the same time whether he sensed as well that Lester wouldn't leave him alone unless he really shouted out to him. Maybe uh-huh. maybe Lester's a piece of him as much as he's a piece of Lester. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right? I want to see Lester end up in jail by a Molly. Yeah, and, same. Uh, Chaz has, we, we find out Chaz has sort of befriended the like Aryan Brotherhood. And <laughs> you've been watching just, way too much like Sons of Anarchy and shit. So you've got a gang behind him, and they end up in the same. Oh, cell and they want to kill. Yeah, they just want to kill Lester. Yeah, that'd be funny. <laughs> and then Lester um, going oh, back hey, to square Hey one. guys, I t- oh, you know what? Uh, 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 That's well, a big uh, unit you got there. Uh, geez, can you? Geez, can you? Can you use more spit? <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's oh, where we should just that. end the show just like ka-chunk. that's FX right no, there though that's FX that's, in a nutshell for real no. that's that's FX attempting Oz <laughs> yeah. well I, is, but, any, is anyone caught up on uh, uh, Sons of Anarchy no. no okay never mind there's some, <laughs> there's some uh, well I mean I know the finale because I had people on Tumblr telling me about it so not that there's I there's some it, brutal but... stuff that happened <laughs> Season. Actually, oh my god, I caught one episode where, a, yeah, I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll save that for the guy, next podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, it's just really, oh, I was just like, wow. I'd watched Fargo before then and I went, wow, more gross. Yeah, it is. It's right. Wow. But hey, still the thing I still like about FX. Just saying what that. It, what I was going to say before is it would be like so unsatisfying if Lauren went to jail because there's no way he would be upset. You know, well, I mean? Lauren would be happy in jail. Yeah, L- Lester would not enjoy jail. But I, one of them has to die. Uh, I think Lauren's gonna die, and Lester. I think Lauren's gonna so. die. That's, yeah. that's my prediction. Uh, you, you got the wrong guy yeah. here. <laughs> I'm working with you. I don't. I don't think we can. I think we have to retire. Who dead next? As of right now, because it's just such a, a, a giant crap. Everyone shoot. dead next. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna stack. I want to see every minor character just get killed off, just to like put a pin in it. Like, there's like some final <laughs> gun battle that's you know, like you said, happening in the back window of uh, Budge and Pepper's window, 
Yeah. yeah. You're a car. And so you see it this ma- massive gun. Yeah. There's a it's massive gun battle. <laughs> They're and... driving around looking for their hotel and behind <laughs> yeah. and behind and behind them the entire time they're looking for the hotel uh, which is the Milos the Stavros Milos steps outside to get the paper and a stray bullet just like catches him right in the head. <laughs> well no, they Gino's can't do that. Like... Well they can't do that because because Bemidji and Duluth are right next to each other as John Lamb would point out. Um <laughs> it's I think it's going to be a great week next week. It'll be really fun. It's been so much fun watching. I just uh, Bill's going to get caught with a stray bullet in his cruiser, and his cruiser is going to end up slamming into the brothers' Hess and crushing them into a brick wall. And he's going to be like, oh, can you believe I'm going to die? And he's like, yeah, I'm going to die. And he's like, shut up. And he's like, but I'm dying. Yeah, I'm dying. <laughs> You could so imagine that conversation happening. Hey, and they'll be dying, and they'll be like, didn't you come out to our house? Ooh. That's what's going to happen. I like your story. I just want Wrench to be victorious. Yeah, me too. I do too. That's the thing. I'm torn. And I'm not even, it has nothing to do with the death thing for me. For real. It's it's about, it's about. Avenging. The code. No, no. Yeah, it's the code. Sharpie's right. For me, it's the code. He's got a, he's got a purpose, but he has a, a thing behind it that isn't about causing chaos. It's a, you're fucking up somebody's business, and I'm here to rectify that. And I'm only here because you're a horrible person. I don't get the vibe that wrench and numbers get rid of like regular people that are just like oh. Pearl's mean to me, and she doesn't like it when I do her from behind well, and won't look her in the eye. They're about, like you ruin shit. What about what who? about the Lorne lookalike? Com- that, they- that that was that's I chalked that up to margin of error. Yeah, yeah, but he kind of proved to uh, wrench in numbers that he was a a dickhead otherwise th- because he was, it was insulting to, to them the entire time. So regardless of whether that was the right guy or not, he was still just an asshole on yeah. Earth. So You should get rid of all they... strip club regular guys like that. <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. Yep, shove you down the hole with your $1 bills and your vanilla and shame. <laughs> Where does this show go from here? Okay, do we so, just wrap, we just wrap it up? That's what we do. We just we have Mia saying Lauren's gonna die unless there's going to jail. Bill, where are I'm, you at? I say Lester dies. Lauren feels he's walking, and I want Wrench to fucking murder him. Okay, so you're kind of flip flopped. I want Wrench. I want Wrench in the end. I want Wrench. You want Wrench? All right. I want. I want him to exact uh, revenge on the universe himself. I would like that too. And Carmela? Um, I'm torn. Like, I'd like to see Wrench get Lorne too, but I've been pretty much before the series started, I thought Lester would get Lorne, so I'm sticking by that. There it is, folks. That's our sort of who dead next, which is completely based off nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see Lester we, in jail. Lou's going to die. You think Lou's going to die? Yep, and Lauren's going to make it out free. Okay, how about this? Let's ask one last question. Gus, dead or alive by the end of tomorrow, uh, next week? Alive. 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 I'm with that. I feel like he, cool. needs, he, needs, to, he needs to suffer. Heaven heaven forbid he dies, well, Jesus. Because- no, I mean it. I mean, he, he's going to suffer yeah. for being the, 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 the kind soul he is. I mean, like, call yeah, him yeah. the fuck up. Call him what you will. But deep down, the guy's just like, just like yeah. totally right. buried he's, in heart, you know. He's kind of suffered enough, really. <laughs> like he's. I feel like he, tonally they wouldn't do that. 
The same way they're not going to murder Molly. If, oh yeah, my God, if, gonna if prevail. they kill a pregnant woman, I am going to just... I'm just we'll just, my we'll just go up to Noah and just... <laughs> like, what is wrong with we'll you? Go after him. We'll have to go after him. <laughs> the last moment in the movie, remember, is just Molly still pregnant in bed with her husband. Just like another day. Oh, you mean um, Marge. Oh, yeah, Marge, yeah. Yeah. Molly's going to come out victorious like John McClane, and she's going to come over to to Gus Grimley, <laughs> a.k.a. Shirley McClane, and wrap, like, this blanket around Shirley McClane? <laughs> Did you really just say that? <laughs> Wasn't that her name? No, Shirley I... McClane's an actual actress. <laughs> oh, what was her name? Yes. What am I thinking of? <laughs> she's the mom on Parenthood, actually. I don't know her actress i'm i oh god now see this is this is holly just, holly mclean thank you yes that's <laughs> right <laughs> shirley mclean i'm like she's a real actress i wonder as in a, a kind she's of from a north side. dakota isn't she <laughs> i don't know where she's from i'll go ahead sorry yeah, sorry she's no, from virginia just... i lost my mind <laughs> now just speaking of molly i mean do we go back to what had happened at the start as well with, um, you know, the chief, uh, Burn at the time, proposing that she become she chief. chief? Will we see her become chief? I think we'll yeah. die. Nope. <laughs> really? Nope. No? I just, I don't, yeah, we might I don't, not I don't, see it, I don't, I, I don't we see. Can assume it happens. Oh, will he be pinged for his incompetence? Because he's clearly screwed this up. If yeah. Molly gets vindicated, yeah. he's going to yeah. get, or will he's going to get... die. He'll, demo- he'll Maybe. get demoted I just, in the league. I don't, and it I don't... ends with Bill Oswald being in trouble, and he's like, "I better call Saul." No, <laughs> it's just, I think huh? I think follow I think tying I think tying something up with a bow that neatly would be very un Coen Brothers University, yeah. and I don't think Noah would do that. I don't. I mean, he may kill him in a crossfire situation. Um, or he, I, I just don't think we're going to see an ending where they're playing some fucking champion music and Molly's like getting her like, an, if, oh my God, I, I seriously, I'll be disappointed if we see them scraping Bill's name off the door, unless it's really in a sad, sad, sad way. No, they won't oh, be well, scraping I, it off. And she that. finds, and she finds an omelet wrapper, like with tinfoil oh. in, in the drawer with a pencil. Then that would be very oh. Coen brothers to me, but I don't think that's going to happen. Well, yeah. I wondered whether Lester was going to kill Bill. I mean, I don't know. No, no, no. I wondered at that, too. He doesn't yeah. have it. He doesn't have that. Think about it. He's really only killed one person. Uh, 1.5. 1. <laughs> but I'm saying he's, he's, he is not a trigger man. But, but the thing is, we're now in a position where, I'm sorry, he's looking after number one now. Like, we don't know what his limits are. Yeah. I just wonder whether all bets are off now. Like, well, he's, I mean, I if he's doing he's... that to his own wife, for God's sake. He's doing it to his own wife and just sending her off like that. I don't know why he would give a crap about Bill. I'll tell you what. He ain't getting on the plane. No. Yeah, no. no, no, no. Uh-uh. Acapulco, password of the week at Fargo Brewing. is not <laughs> going to happen. Unless, of course, he gets on a plane and then it crashes. <laughs> this isn't lost. Really? <laughs> Oceanic flight. <laughs> that's yeah. a totally different. That's a totally different show. So <laughs> uh, you know, what? It. and that he was one of the planes that flew over Albuquerque and crashed. Oops. Oh, I know. 
Well, you know what? Here's the deal. I, I just I don't think we I don't think we have the answers. No. We we've we've done a good job, and it was it was phenomenal to have you both on the show again. And I can't thank you enough, thank Mia you. and Carmela, thank for you. coming yeah. on the show <laughs> and crossing time zones and continents to uh, hang out with Sharpie and I, make us seem more intelligent, and have a good time with us. And uh, I I. <laughs> I'm so tempted to just be like, you guys come back next week. I feel like I just want to like continue. This is like, you know, like when they do like when they um they wrap television shows with like part one. And I want to be like, I want to get you two back next week and just do part two and just call that the wrap uh, for, the, for, for our season of Fargo Talks Fargo. But uh, we can't thank you enough for being on the show and taking time out of your day to talk with us. Yep. You're welcome. Thank you for having us again. It's so it's always fun. And uh, these are uh, just quick plugs the girls from fx fargo tumblr fxfargo.tumblr.com mm-hmm. correct and, and, and on twitter, twitter well. at fx fargo on, yep. on twitter uh-huh. you so guys know about- if you're listening you know where to find us give us some more stuff we want to hear what you're saying and uh, we've had some nice interactions on facebook and we want to hear a little more before the week's out and uh before we go dormant until a possible season two oh, God. we'll yeah. see yeah. i know yeah. so possible yeah Until then, thanks, everybody. We'll see you all. Thank you. Thank you.